Pastor Katie. Scripture reading today comes from Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. Hear now the word of the Lord. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as a fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language. The word of God for the people of God. Hechos dos, uno a ocho. Y como se cumplieron los días de Pentecostés, Estaban todos unánimes juntos, y de repente vino en estruendo del cielo como de un viento recio que corría, el cual hinchilló toda la casa donde estaban sentados. Y se les aparecieron lenguas repartidas como de fuego, que se asentó sobre cada uno de ellos. Y fueron todos llenos del Espíritu Santo, y comenzaron a hablar en otras lenguas, como el Espíritu les daba que hablasen. Moraban entonces en Jerusalén judíos, varones religiosos, de todas las naciones debajo del cielo. Y hecho este estruendo, juntóse la multitud, y estaban confusos, porque cada uno les oía hablar su propia lengua. Y estaban atónitos y maravillados, Diciendo, he aquí no son Galileos todos estos que hablan, como pues les oímos nosotros hablar cada uno en nuestra lengua en que somos nacidos. Und als der, Tag, als der Pfingsttag gekommen war, waren sie alle beieinander an einem Ort. Und es geschah plötzlich ein Brausen vom Himmel, wie von einem gewaltigen Sturm, und erfüllte das ganze Haus, in dem sie saßen. Und es erschienen ihnen Zungen, zerteilt und wie von Feuer, und setzten sich auf einen jeden von ihnen. Und sie wurden alle erfüllt von dem Heiligen Geist und fingen an zu predigen in anderen Sprachen, wie der Geist ihnen zu reden eingab. Es wohnten aber in Jerusalem Juden, die waren gottesfürchtige Männer aus allen Völkern unter dem Himmel. Als nun dieses Brausen geschah, kam die Menge zusammen und wurde verstört, denn ein jeder hörte sie in seiner eigenen Sprache reden. Sie entsetzten sich aber, verwunderten sich und sprachen, siehe, sind nicht diese alle, die da reden, Galiläer? Wie hören wir sie denn ein jeder in seiner Muttersprache? 
word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God, we give you thanks for words, language, the beautiful ways in which you knit us all together by the power of your Holy Spirit. Pray, God, now that we hear the following words with clarity, and we ask that your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel, an instrument of your grace. It's through Christ our Lord that we pray. Amen. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be, and there was. It is the wind from God that precedes and ushers in the being of all things. Now following the ascension of the living crucified Christ, when the day of Pentecost had come, all of Jesus' disciples were together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, the sound of the rush of a violent wind filled the entire house. Now what follows the wind this time is about as hard to imagine uh, as what happened uh, when uh, God sent wind out over the nothingness in in the beginning. Uh, What happens is divided tongues as of fire appear. And a tongue rests on each of the disciples. And the disciples are, are filled with the Holy Spirit The wind from God, the wind from God filled them, and they began to speak in all sorts of languages so that all who were present could comprehend. The wind from God that once swept over the face of the waters now ushers in this profound moment where the followers of Jesus are transformed in an unexplainable way. Some have tried to help us to garner understanding of this moment by framing it for us as the birthday of the church. Not birthday, all one word, like we celebrate from when you turn one on up, but birthday, two words, as in the day that you come into being. A new wind is set loose upon the earth. The church, then and now, is that new wind brought forth and led and sustained by the wind from God. We are the new wind set upon the earth. We, us, together, 
with the power of the Holy Spirit. Breathe out into the world to share good news. To breathe hope. To represent God in the world. We are that new wind. This is no small thing, friends. This is big. This is us. This is God using us. This is the power of God flowing through us. This is a power that cannot be restrained. This is a power that cannot be contained. We try to, though. (laughs) We try to limit it, the power of God that flows through us. We try to limit the force of our wind as the church. It's a human thing, I suppose. It's a sin thing, no doubt. But what I want you to know is that nevertheless, despite our best efforts to limit what God can and will do and is doing through us, God still gets it done. I mean, look at Peter, for example. God literally chose Peter as the one. Jesus tells him, you are the rock. You are the rock. You are the one that the church will be built from. And when the time comes for Jesus to be crucified, Peter denies even knowing the Messiah. I do not know the man. I do not know the man. I do not know him. Peter's denial is trying to limit the power of what God can do. But God still gets it done. Because later on at Pentecost, the wind of God blows through and it is Peter, flawed and broken, denying Peter, who stands up and uses his words to preach. And as a result of his preaching that day at Pentecost, thousands come to believe that Jesus is the Christ. In one day, and all imperfect Peter had to do was to be the wind by riding the wind. That's all it took. All we have to do, church, is to be the wind by riding the wind. Either way, the wind from God is going to blow. I want you to notice something this morning. In the beginning, when the wind from God swept over the face of the earth, what followed the wind? Words. After the wind, there came the words. And God said, let there be. And there was. On the day of Pentecost, when the violent wind rushed the disciples, what followed the wind? 
words. First, in many languages, unexplainably so that all could understand. And then, more words. Peter, sharing the good news and receiving new people into the fold who use their words to say, I believe. We, the church, are the new wind that is set out upon the earth. What do we have to say? As God's appointed wind talkers, we have great privilege. We have great responsibility. We have a great calling to use our words in a way that glorifies God and aids the coming of the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. That is on us to use our words. So when was the last time that you used your words just to, 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 to speak to somebody about, about your God? When's the last time? Look, I, I know it's a scary proposition <laughs> to use your words to tell people about God. It is scary. But so are violent winds and divided tongues of fire and, and people speaking in all sorts of languages at once. But when it comes time for us to share a word or two of the good news with folks, we often psych ourselves out and make it harder than it needs to be. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be hyper-evangelistic like street corner preaching. It can be simple. It could be just having a normal conversation. And just mention the name. Culturally, what it, it means to talk about our faith or to share the good news with folks has, has become a point of contention, which makes it scarier and harder for us to do. I get that. It's sort of taboo to talk about our faith because of how some folks have done it in the past. But let me tell you, if we do not use our words to let people know about our God, the church as we know it will cease to exist. But God will still be on the move. The wind will still blow. I also get, though, that, friends, a lot of people don't want to hear what we have to say because probably chances are someone in the past has said some things to them that have turned them off from our type. We know folks like that great example. I was in Atlanta uh, about four years ago for some of my schooling, and I went to a, a well-known eatery and watering hole uh, to have a nice evening by myself. And it's often the case when I go out to eat uh, out of town by myself, uh, I don't take a table. I'll have a seat at the end of the bar. And so I'm at the end of the bar, and there are plenty of seats open around me, but this gentleman comes, and he asks if he can have the seat right next to me. 
sure, why not? So he sits down, and we have the greatest conversation for at least 30 minutes. I mean, to an outsider, you would have thought that we had traveled there together and we were best friends. But then the time came for him to ask, what was I doing in Atlanta? And I told him that I was there to go to Emory, taking some classes. He said, what kind of classes? I said, well, I'm studying some theological type stuff. You would have thought that I told him that his mother was ugly. His reaction. He said, nope, 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 nope. He said, there's two things I don't talk about at the bar. Politics and religion. And he got up and he went and sat somewhere else. After 30 minutes of great conversation, and I had not even uttered the name Jesus once. But as soon as he suspected that I would, that was it. He was done. Now you all know why I try not to let people I golf with know that I'm a preacher. That's just one reason, to be honest. Use your imagination as to the other reasons. But I had an experience last Wednesday that was a different experience altogether. I've shared this with a few folks already. I had to hang out in Carthage for an extra long amount of time to, burning up, uh, to avoid burning up all my gas waiting to pick the kids up from school. I noticed that there were a group of fellows that had set up in this gas station parking lot kind of a, a makeshift car detailing operation. So I thought, yeah, the car needs clean. Let me pull in here. Pulled in, got my quote, said, yeah, that sounds good. Clean my car. Went and sat down in their little temporary waiting area outside under a, a pop-up tent with some camping chairs. And I was joined there by a gentleman who was older than myself. Uh, needless to say, we come from different contexts and cultures, and chances are we would never have got to know one another had it not been for this makeshift pop-up car detailing operation in Carthage, North Carolina. This man that I sat beside last Wednesday lives in Robbins. He's been driving uh, big trucks for over 40 years. All the places that I mentioned in our 30 minutes of chatting he knew about because he'd been through there. He proceeded to tell me that uh, that weekend... He was going to be heading to Rock Hill for uh, a college graduation for one of his grandchildren. He told me about all of his other grandchildren, and he, he told me where they graduated from and what they were working toward now. One in particular was, was going to be a doctor. And after hearing all of his good news, I made a simple statement. I would say led by the Holy Spirit, perhaps. My English teachers would cringe at the statement. But in the moment, riding the wind, it felt like the right thing to say. I said, ain't God good? And he replied, ain't that the truth? 
been a really cool sermon if he would have said, sure as the wind blows. But there we were. Just two humans sitting in Carthage, shooting the breeze. First comes the wind, then come the words. All through God's mighty power. Then and now. Speak up. Let us pray. God, embolden us as your wind-talking people to share the good news in whatever way you see fit. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. And all God's people say, Amen.